0: It's late November in 2023, and I'm in Newmarket. Hello. I I make a podcast where I ask people where they're going. I've got a tiny recorder. I was just admiring your my puppy. Oh really? Smell
1: cafe cafe Nero. It's her (laughs) favourite.
0: Sit
1: down. She likes the shortbread.
0: You like the Cafe Nero shortbread? I just saw you stopping at the road, and I thought, how well trained is that dog? Getting there. We're getting. We're getting there. Um, And she's 18 months. And you've had her since she was teeny? Yeah, since she was eight weeks. So
1: we are getting there, Um, but that's a puppy for you. Is it your first? Yeah, she's my first. My husband grew up with Collies, Right. but she's my first.
0: (laughs) And where are you from? You sound like you've got an accent that's not from Newmarket. I'm from Derby. Yeah, my husband is as well. Um, What brought you down to the flatlands then? Um, work. I'm a scientist,
1: and so is my husband. Mm. So uh, we both work in Cambridge.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so we we moved to Southampton, where I did my PhD, and, and he let he get down, and he started um, working for the NHS in the labs there. And then, yeah, we moved up here when the time was
0: right, and I finished my PhD. Wow, what sort of science?
1: Uh, I'm a molecular biologist by trade, but um, now I work on a protein bioinformatics resource. What does that mean for someone who's not a scientist? So if you've done a piece of research and you don't know what that protein of interest does that you've found, you can come to our database and we're like a big encyclopedia. And I put the data in that encyclopedia. Biology is
0: kind of where it's all really at at the moment, isn't
1: it? I'd like to think so. (laughs) Um, I think if you love your field, you think your field's the best in the world. I think my field's the best in the world. So, Why? Yeah. Because you can make so much difference with it. So I work kind of on the boundary between pure research and clinical. So everything I do, everyone, everything is publicly accessible. So medics can read it, students can read it, people, my mum reads it. you know. <laughs> She's <and> very proud. <laughs> she is, she doesn't understand some of it, but she does read it, but I think you can make such a difference by making it accessible to everyone. And especially if someone's, um, as I say, they find a protein, they don't know what it does, and that can spark a whole new round of grants of research of students, hopefully a treatment, you know. So I work a lot on proteins that are involved in cancer, um, eye development. I do a lot on cardiovascular disease as well now. So, yeah.
0: So you're working away at your desk and doing what you're doing, and then the bits of information that you disseminate could really fly? I, I hope so, yeah. That's yeah, an that's amazing, amazing thought. it, yeah. So did you meet your husband studying
1: undergrad? We're from the same school. No. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of an age difference. But um, he's uh, three years younger than me. And basically my best friend is his best friend's sister. And we got invited to the same New Year's meal. We were the freebies. It was by get getting free. We were the freebies. <laughs> but um, while I was doing my master's, he was doing his undergrad at the same city. And we were commuting on the same train so it was a bit like I see you on the station and yeah you know and then we realized we would fight over the same parking space in the morning not realizing it was one of his cars that we were fighting with till he gave me a lift back one day so um yeah it's been a it's been a long
0: journey we've been together 10 years now how wonderful that that chance meeting at a new year's eve party brought you together with someone who is from where you're from but also shares your mindset and your old heart
1: Oh, I don't know about that. He's an immunologist and I'm a geneticist. Okay. We are very different people when it comes to biology.
0: <laughs> I bet there's loads of jokes that only immunologists and um what do you say he was a
1: He's an immunologist
0: and I'm the... a geneticist. Okay, I bet there's trade. loads of jokes that only you two people would get from your two different cohorts of science that well, I would much, not get. <laughs> very much so, very much. So he'll come home and
1: say, This is really interesting I'm just looking at him like, Really? <laughs> really are you sure but we're useful in some ways to one another you know he's done several accreditations and exams and I've helped him with the genetics and the disease biology and I do quite a bit of work sometimes on immunology and immune systems and I don't truly sometimes understand what I'm doing I'm saying can you can you just sensory this can you just make sure whatever it makes sense to someone who's not read that paper specifically or or not read them details and we're still really useful to one another even though we work very very parallel I say he he used to watch the NHS um, okay. and I'm I'm very much academia, they're very they're two very different sides to the coin kind of thing. But we both make a difference in different ways.
0: I heard a statistic, then I'll let you go and walk your dog who's I have to say for an eighteen month old collie being very, very patient. <laughs> She's uh, not that. <laughs> I heard a thing the other day, I think it's true, I'm not sure, that I think there's only like one front venture in the government who holds a science degree, yeah. and with the inquiry going through at the moment, you do get this terrible sense that I joke about not understanding jokes between immunologists and geneticists, but actually that's not funny and we should be better at science and it's like a different sort of literacy and sometimes we're proud of being illiterate in what's actually really important. I wonder whether the pandemic stirred all of that up for you and made you think people should know more. I think I should know more.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's hard because I know a lot in what I do. And I'm sure you do. You have a very different skill set to me. It's hard to say someone over there should then go and read... I mean, some of the stats that were coming out during COVID are basically degree level. You know, a lot of people don't understand this because they communicated it in such a way. But you don't touch on that epidemiology till maybe second year of undergrad if you do a biology degree. But I think the trick is making it accessible to people. Making how, whether scientists or people in the government can communicate in such a way that the layman, the public, understand that. And that's really hard. I sometimes struggle with that. I mean, I I can talk to biology students. I hope I'm being able to talk to you on the street, but it's not typically what we're trained for. It's not what any scientist is trained for unless you go into that field, really. Um, I mean, I'm lucky that during my PhD, I did a lot of teaching. I taught a lot of undergrads. I talked to parents when they came around the university and, you know, talked about what I did. It was practice. Um, But it's a really hard skill. Yeah. but I also think there are a lot of people that, that go to their GPs or, or see Boris on TV and they just take it for face value and I'm a scientist I'm trained not to do that I think too many people take stuff for face value and, and I don't mean they should be conspiracy theories and they should question everyone excuse me That's right. but um, I definitely think people should not
0: just take things kind of thing. sorry you've got gloves it's right. and it's I've so hidden cold. my phone as well <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. Hey, I'm just outside of Give me two minutes. Okay, cool.
0: Are you meeting someone, if I delayed you. It, my husband's just been to have a
1: haircut. Nettie, can we not? Marie, really you were being so good. Yeah, and I hid my phone because I was like, I've got everything in pockets. I know, now me it's too. Turned
0: cold. It's so cold. It's, yeah. I've got leg warm. I've gone retro. I've got leg warm. Oh, I've on. got fleecy trousers on. We've, we've got to that level, haven't we? <laughs> She's all right. I'm not. <laughs> it's really nice to talk to you. Um, I won't hold you up to your husband sure. with his new, <laughs> slightly colder head. I know. had his haircut. You yeah, I know. We've got to
1: do it before Christmas. I think, That's you know. right. Have
0: a lovely day. So nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Hello, good morning you've got big suitcases. I was just wondering where you guys are going. Going to Scarborough. Oh, what for? Uh, a turkey and tinsel holiday. Oh, that's exciting. Who are you going with? Is this just your stuff? Well, three of us. Oh, three of you. <laughs> What's a turkey and tinsel holiday?
1: Well, it's an early Christmas. When we get there today, that will be Christmas Eve. Tomorrow will be Christmas Day, Boxing Day. And then the following day we come back.
0: Have you done it before?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is it really fun?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you get fed up with
0: turkey, yeah. (laughs) And whose idea was it to go again? That one.
2: (laughs) You're going on a turkey and tinsel holiday. That's correct, (laughs) yes, yes, to Scarborough. Good fun? Yes, yes. There's usually another couple, but this holiday, um, because we were going to the Isle of Wight and it was cancelled and so they put us on the Scarborough one but our friends couldn't come so there's only three of us this time instead of five but you might meet people up there oh probably yes yeah (laughs) where do you stay when you go we're staying um in a hotel on the seafront Oh so so well we expect snow or they told us it could be snowing
0: So a real Christmas weekend. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Do you do? Oh, very excited dog. Do you do a lot of holidays together, you guys?
2: Yes. Yeah. We usually do um, Christmas markets. We've done twenty in the past twenty years, all over the place: Austria, Germany, France, Belgium, Prague. Wow. (laughs)
0: Are you a bit of a romantic with the whole Christmas thing?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. it puts you in the mood for christmas (laughs) and what have you got a family did they do this with you kids and things no no it's just just us when we retired and um uh they they do their own thing so yeah it's usually just a group of friends we started when we were all at work and we we've carried on over the years (laughs) oh i love that where did you work um i worked in the library in newmarket <laughs> How long did you do that for? Oh, quite a few years. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? It was interesting because you never knew who was going to come in and what what they wanted to know, and so it was a very interesting job. Yeah. Did you find yourself quite good at reading people <laughs> without being, you know, making a pun? Did you sort of think, oh, I think I know what they might like? Um, yes, you got to know what what books they they would interested in and you could recommend them oh this might be our coach now how exciting
0: you're actually going on holiday and I'm here to witness (laughs) have a great holiday where's your mate look he's going to miss the bus (laughs) I hope it does snow that would be so nice enjoy the turkey (laughs) bye bye Mm-hmm. how long have you been driving coaches me 40 years Whoa! do you enjoy it
2: uh i used to do <laughs>
0: <laughs> have a great journey thank you that's the first time i've heard of a turkey and tinsel holiday and you just never know i hope they got some snow Thank you for listening to this episode of Where Are You Going? And a special hello to Aid G on Twitter, who recognised the foal who was up for sale in the previous New Market episode. Keep in touch with me at Catherine E. Carr on Twitter or X, or you can always email Where Are You Going at Loftus Media, one word, L-O-F-T-U-S That's where are you going at loftusmedia.co.uk. My name's Catherine Carr and the team at Loftus Media produce the episodes.